Warning. The Humps Podcast is rated 18 plus for sexual content and graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to Humps. Today we're looking at the word starfish in the sexual sense, because we all know about sea creature, but now we're going to see what it means in the world of sex. As I was doing my research, the earliest mention of it I could find was about 2005. And I looked through multiple definitions, I read multiple articles, and there was no specific definition that I per se preferred. So I'm going to do a quick definition on the fly here, but it's basically typically a female who lies on their back, arms spread out wide, legs spread out wide, like a starfish, and just is the receiver. They don't do anything. They are pretty much there to just lay down for the action. So (laughs) this term, from what I can remember of my younger years, was a derogatory term for somebody who just wanted to lay widespread on a bed and just basically say, do me, and just receive and not do anything else. They weren't going to reciprocate. There wasn't going to be an effort put in. If somebody called you a starfish, it was an outright insult because it was just saying you're bad in bed because all you want to do is lay there. I myself remember as I was going through being a teenager, being extremely worried about being a starfish and reading multiple cosmopolitan articles trying to figure out how to avoid being one because the last thing I needed on top of all the other bullying I had was having a partner tell me that I'm lazy in bed. And as I was reading through some of the articles on starfish or what it's like being a starfish and whatnot for this specific episode, I was pleasantly surprised by some of the different tones that I was greeted with along with terms that are similar to this one that mean somewhat the same thing. So the first thing that I'd like to unpack here is that if you're somebody who's called a starfish, it does not necessarily mean you're bad at sex. It just means that that's your preferred form of sex. Like some people really just need to lay down, relax, and try to concentrate on themselves and be a receiver in order to enjoy the experience. This doesn't mean that they never try being somebody who's in control or doing something. It's just they prefer to receive because that's a better experience for them. And I had never thought about it that way because in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to lay there and do nothing. And then the person tells me that I'm bad at sex because that's going to hurt my feelings and I don't want to go there. (laughs) But it was really interesting to see it from a different perspective. I do wonder though, if there was a lot of conversations had for other people, because one of the things that really stuck out to me was, as I was growing up, nobody really tells you what's the normal position or common position. I think in most people's minds, you just automatically go back to missionary. And I don't know if that's because I'm in a small town area that's really old timey. And then you're just like, culturally, it's missionary. Or if there's anything else that's really influencing that thought. But I think that a lot of people just assume missionary was normal or the first thing you're supposed to try type of deal wasn't mine. (laughs) Specifically, I think because of this fear. But that's not to say that people who just choose to do missionary are lazy. Like when I say starfish, 
I mean, they're literally not really moving all that much. Somebody who's trying to do the opposite would be somebody wrapping their legs around the person's waist, uh, touching, movement, reciprocating something. Like literally starfishes, you're just laying there. You're not doing anything. As I was reading more, they did mention alternative terms such as pillow princess, which seems to be more of a term in the LGBTQ community, more leaning towards lesbians. And that term was coined around the 1990s. And then there's also pillow queen and mattress queen, all of which are kind of going around the same thing of somebody being primarily a receiver who doesn't really reciprocate very much. And ironically, as I read more about the pillow princesses, because I kind of tried to look at each term separately, the term pillow princess was more of like an identifier in the LGBTQ community when it first came out. So it was kind of like when you met someone that you were interested in sexually, if you were talking about your preferences, usually the terms that I can think of, probably because I've watched a lot of RuPaul Drag Race, is being a top or a bottom. And in the world of being a lesbian, a pillow princess is basically another version of being a bottom. And it's not a term that you could just use and say, and then everybody knows what you like. It's, it's just an idea of what type of person you are sexually. So then it allows people to say, oh, well, that works or doesn't work for me. Whereas now people are using it as an insult. I'm sure it was probably still used as an insult back then. But I feel like now it's just you don't want to be called that. But I'm also not a part of the LGBTQ community, so I'm not sure if those connotations change based on that. But they also apparently use pillow princess as a term for somebody who's new to the LGBTQ community. So somebody who just came out and who's kind of shy or unsure of what to do in the bedroom. So they just kind of lay there to try and learn, which makes sense. But there's a lot more on that term in general for pillow princess. It's it is, in a sense, the same thing as a starfish and the idea that you lay there to be a receiver, but there's a bit more to that. But that is mentioned in one of the articles that is linked in my show notes. So if you choose to read the articles, you'll notice that there's more of a description on that. And I'll probably cover the term pillow princess later on as well. But uh, it also goes through kind of characteristics of pillow princesses and such. And there's even one of the articles, I believe, that goes through the steps of trying to identify whether or not you're a starfish. So maybe you are one of these things, and this will help you figure it out. But that concludes today's episode of the term starfish. I hope to see you guys next week. I thank you so much for listening all the way through. If you want to support me, please review and subscribe to this podcast. If you want to see me on social media, I am on Instagram under danielle.m.laflamme. But with all that, I thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye.